conquer local. It's really a breath of fresh air. Good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Hosted by Jeff Tomlin. Welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Listen in to learn the highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, a marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome Darren Anderson. Darren Anderson is the Business Development Manager of Anderson Marketing Group that has provided businesses in Saskatoon and Western Canada with strategic solutions to grow and gain brand trust in their industry for over 20 years with a unique service that helps clients enhance their brand presence. Darren works actively to support clients with their business goals and ideal results by using a creative experience and a hands-on marketing to create a strategic plan that is best suited for his clients. You know, personally, I'm really excited to have this conversation. Darren's gonna be in the studio with me and I've known him for a long time and I'm excited for you to get to meet him because I've never met a business leader that can create a network like he can. And it's not just a network, he creates lifelong relationships with his clients. Everyone becomes his friend. Everyone knows Darren, he's an amazing person. And so I'm gonna say, get ready conquerors, for my good friend, Darren Anderson, coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Darren Anderson. <laughs> Jeff. Local hero. So <laughs> haven't, you know, I haven't had the chance yet on the podcast to chat with a local uh, person, sit across a desk and have, have an interview. And yeah. so you, you, I feel like you're like one of my heroes. When I, <laughs> growing up, you kind of—it felt like you kind of ran the town. Like anyone that wanted to do anything cool in town, well, you, you know Darren Anderson. No, I don't know him. How do I get to know this guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back then, it was very interesting because I was involved with a lot of the larger hospitality venues. Yeah, uh, integrated with sports and 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 university and so forth. So it was neat because some people did say like. On Saturday night, if they had a mayor election, you would probably win. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's true. Like yeah. that, that's the way I remember it too. And it was and, neat. And like, who is this guy? He's an international man of mystery, or at yeah. least a local man of mystery. And uh, but you created a massive network really early on in your career. Yes. And uh, and now we've been working together for about seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Finally got to know Darren Anderson. Still doesn't take me out golfing. The real this summer I will. Well, actually, there's a reason for that. I try not to embarrass myself and put put myself in those situations. You're a scratch golfer, aren't you? I I can't say that I am now. I used to be actually a pretty good golfer. I was a golf pro for a few years, but um, you know what? It's it's just a matter of like now getting out with my friends once a week and no real expectations. I uh, I. Uh, I've been struggling from, with my golf game for many years, and uh, I had shared this story at, uh, at one of our live conferences because I, I looked up, you know, some tips online, and I came across this engineer who's a perfect example of the problems that I've had. 
and uh, he said, well, I've broken this swing down into just a couple easy steps. And if you can remember it, it you, you'll, you'll be off to the races. He says, you need to flat load your feet so you can snap load your power package. That way you can <laughs> amplify both lag and drag pressure through impact fix. As long as your number two power accumulator doesn't break down, you should be able to reach maximum centripetal force with minimum pivotal resistance. See, the pivot is the utilization of multiple centers to create a circular motion for generating centrifugal force on an adjusted plane, plus the maintenance of balance is necessary to promote the two line delivery path. The swing has 24 base components, each 12 to 14 variations. And when you get that down, you should be good. And that kind of sim summed up my recollection of everything that I learned. It's gobbledygook. <laughs> oh, you know, and there's so many instructors that teach that way on the technical side. But you, there is actually, believe it or not, a way you can simplify the game of golf. And really, it com just comes down to setup and grip pressure and tempo. So just you think of it as a as a pendulum. It's back and through and just make get everything working together. Analogy of, uh, of simplifying business practices too. So you, you've got, uh, well, probably well over tw 20 years experience now in, in, yep. in, in all things marketing and strategic planning. Uh, so why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your background and, and how you got to where you're at now? Yeah, so it does go back over 20 years, actually the late 90s when I was actually uh, in school and I was running the Patricia Hotel, which was one of like, the it was the center of the universe. It was. That's, and for, again, athletes and hockey teams and students and so forth. Um, so it was very, uh, it was all about building the network. Like I really, even though it was a very social atmosphere, yeah. I was 20, 23, 24, when I first started there and I wow. knew I, but I had a plan. So it was like finish school, build up my network. And then I knew that I wanted to go into the consultancy side of business, the growth side, the strategic planning side. And so I started building relationships and it's very interesting to, to present day. A lot of these guys that I babysat back at the pad are now CEOs and owners of their business and so forth. So. And, and that's an accurate analogy, babysat. It, it, it was. <laughs> we won't get into those stories because I might get uh, a few um, subpoenas. I might have been one of them at one point. Oh, you were good. Yeah. Um, and the first the first relationship built was actually with with Chief Darcy Barrow at at, out, uh, at Whitecap. Yeah. Um, and. This was great for me because he was such a, and he still is such a visionary yeah. and he had his community and he was, and he was looking for growth and it started with the sports center right up to the, to the resort. And so I've been very fortunate to be a part of him, part of that story, that journey for again, 20 some years, yeah. starting with the sports center and, um, the growth aspect from the development side to the planning side to the promotional side. Um, and it just really started with delivering beer out to their sports days and taking care of them that way. We just built a relationship and went from there. And it's like I said, it's continued forward. And what a great example of, uh, of a group that really had a vision and then executed on that vision consistently over quite a period of time and, and have built something amazing out there now. Yeah. yeah you know, really. So, I mean, um, 
So the way that you approach things, you really are a strategic planner and uh, you have this uh, mix when you approach things on you know traditional approaches and digital uh, approaches and maybe talk a little bit about how how you how you balance that when you uh, when when you're planning yeah like like i said when i started it was more of a traditional sense of marketing like we looked at print we had print television and radio um but you still needed a strategy behind it and you needed you still needed to execute and and someone to manage these campaigns and projects basically someone needs to be turning the wrench so to speak yeah um and then when the digital side started um taking over so to speak and that was when we started our partnership um i knew that i had to make changes or i or i then as a consultant at that time would become a dinosaur and it would be very hard to move forward in, in the new age of marketing yeah. so had conversations with with you and brought in some key people from website designers to uh, social media people to graphic designers to content writers, um, just kind of covering all bases that I would need at some point based on the projects that we'd bring in. Um, and I started with warm calls I, because of that network that I built, which was so important. Those are the people that I immediately went to and had conversations about their business where it stands now and where they want to be in the next three to five years and then even the longer term yeah so um you you, you deal with quite the breadth of, of businesses you yeah. know you don't focus on one particular vertical um so you you've sort of got a, a you know a holistic approach uh when you when you begin working with them um I'm, I'm, i am just curious about like the digital versus traditional how how do you figure out what is most going to be most effective and how do you balance the investment in, in the two sides when you're approaching a sort of a strategic plan for a business? And that's a great question. Um, what I, and again, going back just to meeting with my uh, prospects, my clients, and having that conversation of where they present, presently sit with their, with their marketing portfolio and then just having conversations about it. So I always considered it like, I looked at it as a two by four and to fill that two by four is what does that look like and what's the percentages involved? So for example, um, one of my longest standing uh, clients, Precision Auto Body, um, which has done wonderful things in the city and now they branched out into the rural centers. They were, they were strictly or mostly radio, like 80% of their marketing portfolio was radio when I, when I came in seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So we assessed that and we looked at we looked at the ROI on that and how they quantify that investment. Very unique with was it really working. Um, and we determined it was working because they were very unique with the strategy behind it. They had a cool voiceover. They created a, uh, um, a, a character called Rocco. Uh, yeah. So I he, remember that. Yeah. So because the, they were Italian owned. Yeah. And it was funny. People would uh, would phone and ask for Rocco. Of course they would. Yeah. yeah. So it's very similar to um, other clients that we worked with from that point forward. But but then we looked. We had to look at look at it a little more like deeper into it. Is that now we needed to look at more lead generation and growth and and conversion and how we were going to get there. So we looked at the social marketing side of it. We looked at the search side of it. And yeah. again, everything 
everything included uh, very specific strategies and management and execution of that. And then we would just, again, kind of like wipe the board clean, or in this case, my, my two by four, and then say, okay, we're gonna take radio from 80 to 25, but all, now we're gonna add search and social, and we're going to do um, direct mail, which would be about 5%, yeah. and we just basically filled up the two by four once again. But you you have an, a unique approach to problem solving, and, and uh, uh, like, especially when you walk into a brand new business, and there's a lot of different aspects of the business. You know, there's the, the branding there's their go-to-market and lead gen uh, and you know then there's their product positioning and or you know the way they they're positioned in the in the local market and breaking all that down and uh, you know when a business is having problems specifically can be challenging maybe talk a little bit about how how you approach problem solving when you step into sort of a uh, either a new client or you have a client that brand new problems sort of pop up yeah, the problem solving um, is always a big factor as well, because uh, again, a lot of business owners and so forth are usually, especially in, in our center, are very involved in their day-to-day -day business. So they're work they're always working in their business. Yeah. And it's sometimes very tough for them to step back and, and look at it from the outside in. Work on the business. Work on the business. So that's where we come in and, and we will run an, an assessment of what we see going on when, when it, as it pertains to staff and to like the corporate structuring, the communication lines. Um, are you achieving like your short-term and long-term goals? And um, look at the competition factor and then basically come back to them with the report and, and our recommendations. Um, sometimes they didn't like it. And, and when you think about it, you don't really blame them because a lot of these business owners have worked so hard to get where they are yeah. and sometimes don't want to give up control of their business or admit that they need help. Is that part of the process of creating the trust though? You, yeah. know, you have to give them the bad news and be able to deliver it in a way that they can in oh, yeah. ingest, like ingest it. Right? Some have kicked, they've kicked me out of their office. But in, but in on the other side, Jeff, is that They've also, a few weeks later, have re-invited me back to their office. There you go. And they said, you know what, I was, I was wrong. I'm not, not saying I was wrong, but I just didn't look at what you were really saying. I was in denial, probably be a better word. Yeah. And then that just opened up a door for now the communication, which would be this, the strategic conversation. Right. Of like, what do we need to do? Let's talk about budget. Let's talk about timelines. Let's talk about the need. So what 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 are you what are we needing over here, and then we can start bringing platforms, these solution tools, yeah, to fill that need. So once you create that trust, and then that communication falls. Communication is key, and that's key in anything. And um, I guess like looking back, that that has and always will be one of my skill sets, um, especially growing up local and and having success in what I did leading up to what I do now, yeah. I think people just like, he's a good guy. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. Let's, let's partner with him. Talk a little bit about your approach because you, when, I, when I think of you know, the way that you describe your go-to-market, you remind me of <laughs> a belly-to-belly, -belly, an old 
school belly to belly salesperson, maybe without the belly. <laughs> <laughs> I try. But, <laughs> but um but I don't is that a forgotten art? It seems like you create a you know a relationship with your customers that other companies just don't do. And 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 like and I'm I'm also is is that sort of a, a forgotten art? And, yeah, and you know again another great question and and my philosophy has always been, again, building that relationship. And I give you a perfect example. Um, when I've had young guys coming out of university, kind of wanting to get into the digital side, the marketing side, strategic side. And we were in Prince Albert and we had a meeting with the Prince Albert Raiders going into their next season and they were going to have a strong hockey club. So we were meeting with their board of directors. I've never met them. The only person I knew was their internal marketing guy. Great guy, uh, Mike Sissons. And <clears throat> so I knew what I wanted to talk about. And I had my, I guess, my apprentice there with me. Yeah. So we walked into the, the boardroom and guys were talking and meeting was just getting kind of settled. And I was looking on their wall, which is kind of like a wall of fame. It's a hockey. Yeah. And there was a picture of the PA Mintos when they won Back then, it was kind of like similar to the TELUS Cup. They won the national championship, so to speak, in the, in the early 50s. Yeah. And my dad was in that picture. Wow. And I pointed no because way. dad was a hockey player and yeah. he ended up playing with the Detroit Red Wings. And so I said, oh, that's cool. There's there's my old man. And a couple guys stopped and like, who's your dad? I said, well, Dale Anderson. Right away, it was like, oh, I remember Dale Anderson. Da, da, da. And then he became a liquor rep after he retired. And, and he was such a great guy. He had such good stories. And at that point, I've already broken the ice. I've already created yeah. an, a part a of the doorway. family. Exactly. <laughs> to we've I created an interest, a conversation piece outside of business. And so yeah. then we kind of settled in and, and continued to talk. I asked them what they do and what companies they own because they're a board of directors. Yeah. OK Tire. We had an audio visual uh, yeah. owner <clears throat> and the conversation just ensued. Yeah. And my guy sitting there is like, this guy's just going to talk about interest and he's probably not going to talk about business. And then Mike came in, convened the meeting, and then we got to it. And I said, you know, what, guys, here's your objectives for the upcoming season with a strong hockey club and you want to reach the students. Well, we can help you do that. We can help it help you do that on the digital sense because you already have the traditional sense already in, in play because you've been doing it well for so many years. We're just going to balance that on the digital side and this is how we're going to do it so we talked about local local ads and the geofencing and getting into the colleges and the schools and so forth and they're kind of like this is cool but the trust was already intact so to speak no one else was winning that business after that conversation no <laughs> and the cool yeah. thing jeff is that the other business owners in that conversation yeah. then came to me after the meeting and we without a word of a lie we actually got three new clients from the board along with moving forward with the with the prince albert what a great story and like the need to be relatable absolutely right, right. Yeah. and 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 there's a flip side to it because you have amazing customer attention you don't just you know land every deal that you you basically approach almost yeah but it, you keep customers for a very long time yeah and that that's and i on honestly i thought a couple years ago and again, we were going through a pandemic, which actually we remained quite strong through the pandemic. And we can talk about that. But I always thought it was about bringing on like the growth aspect of my business and bringing on new clients, like almost 
like two a month, I would say. Yeah. But then my 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 game plan kind of changed. I'm like, wait a minute, what about my existing clients? Because everything changes daily. Their yeah. needs will change. The, the the digital side will change. There's there's new tools that I can maybe bring in and integrate and and offer a different strategy for a different need. So I really started focusing on again, the partnerships that I already had in place and how do we continue to grow their business? And I've focused less on going out and getting new clients because yeah. still it was about quality versus quantity. So if I did this right, you all, you know what you have in place already. So it's like from a financial side, our business knew we were, we were, we were stable and we knew yeah. that what our monthly intake would be for, for revenue generating and honestly revenue growth we didn't stop the new business side we just integrated Focused them in. yeah. and and all those businesses needed someone putting them top of mind and thinking about them at, at, at that point because yeah. you know everything changed right yeah i remember that first month like back in i guess three years ago now uh in march and when that announcement came and it was the panic button was hit and I felt yeah. like we all felt it because 100%. the uncertainty was there. And it's almost like the world stood still for a month in my mind. It did for us too. Yeah. You know, we, we, we took a pause and said, how is this going to shake out? And, uh, you know, quickly learned that, you know, the digital solutions were uh, just going to be in more demand yeah. uh, and more demand than ever. And, you know, then we continued on but yeah i remember everyone took a deep breath and it was like the world was on pause for a month <laughs> yeah it was yeah. you know and it was so, it was so surreal because this was stuff we would see only in the movies yeah growing up like that movie with dustin hoffman outbreak with the little monkey and that um yeah but it was reality and i needed to like kind of like are my side with what am I going to say to these clients? Because they're going to reach out and I need to reach out to them and, and basically calm the waters, so to speak. Yeah. But I didn't know, I didn't have any answers. So I had initially had people come to me and said, I need to shut down my website. I need to shut down my, they, they just wanted to stop because they're worried. The, the dollar, the, the budget came, was the first thought is yeah. like, I can't afford it. I won't be able to afford it. I don't know what's happening. Um, so I had to talk them through it. I said, let's look at this as an opportunity to again, step back and let's look like into our business from the outside in and see what we can do differently, see what we can add, see what we can integrate and like change our model, yeah. add a revenue skew, like look at different things. And the one big thing, and you guys were very helpful with this, was the e-commerce side of it. Yeah. Because everything was gonna more so shift to the online aspect. Yeah. And the cool thing, as we started out with it was was the online stores we did for golf courses and that yeah, they didn't right. offer an online component to their membership before and now it, it was almost like why didn't we think of this when when we were in normal times now they have you can still come and have this curbside pickup we can deliver to your door and eventually you can come into the pro shop so you had so many opportunities for members and the general public to buy product. The, it, it was clear, clearly the, the most rapid acceleration of a digital transformation oh. that ever happened. You could imagine probably ever happening, but then you know, you're know you surprised when something like 
OpenAI comes out with ChatGPT and you think, oh man, we're just we're we're at the cusp of another revolution. Yes. And, and but I it was it, it it was amazing how resilient businesses were and how rapidly they transformed out of necessity. Um, and uh, it, it was it was it was special actually. It was, and that's a great way to put it. Is that none of our of our clients. Um, lost their business they actually yeah. came out on the other side better than ever yeah and they and now they had a they had a, a growth strategy that they weren't even thinking of they were looking right. at the, strictly their survival strategy yeah and and i've said this many times before i'm proud of all of them because they actually they yeah. did step back and they rolled up their sleeves and they grinded it yeah. it's such a saskatchewan mentality because we are like we're that we are type of people that's and, a great way to think about it too. I feel the same way. I feel yeah, proud. Yeah. Exactly. And I told them like how proud and they were proud of themselves. And it just, it, in hindsight, it was a li- like, <laughs> don't take it the wrong way, but the, the pandemic for some businesses was a blessing because it allowed these business owners to, to put a pause on things, yeah. step back and work on their business. It was a forcing function yeah. for that. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. you know, as, and as things change, um, the, the technology landscape is changing so fast. How do you stay on top of things? Yeah, and that's, and again, me more so being a traditional guy and marketing person and consultant. Um, honestly, I really rely on uh, my relationship with you guys um, because you're, my conversations happen daily. We have specific times. We like have one-off times, but we're always communicating. Yeah. on the new stuff and on the exist existing stuff and that's been a really big key so it's it's like for me it's my digital sounding board yeah. it's like here's my client here's the need here's the change what do you guys think and then it's like the conversations ensue over here and then we we get back to the table and say darren we think that this would be great for your client i'm like cool let's talk about what it looks like you know we we talk a lot about a lot of businesses that are stuck in you know working in the business instead of on the business. And so that sort of highlights, I guess, you know, the need to have a network that uh, pulls you up out of working in the business and, and to reflect and say, Hey, uh, what are the, what are the new things that we need to be thinking about and where are things going? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like one of our, uh, a unique client and they're, well, they're, they're an international brand is the holiday Inns. So yeah. we have the one on Idlewild, which has been around forever. It's an express. We have the downtown Holiday Inn, which is more of a premier hotel by yeah. the TCU place. Yeah. Now we have the University Holiday Inn, which is actually a Holiday Inn Staybridge. So it's two properties under one location. Yeah. And they're great to work with because they have the support of their governing brand, the IHG brand, but yeah. they also love to be local because when we can come in and take photos and take video video for reels and and uh, social media campaigns and so forth yeah. and have those one-on-one conversations. Um, recently, I thought because now they're getting they're doing a lot of work with SAS Tours or I guess Discover Saskatoon um, about promoting incentive packages. So giving that those their guests a little extra when they stay or the enticement of book with us because we have these great packages through the calendar year. Yeah. So I went to the Willows yeah. and I said, 
we should do like an incentive package like June, July, August with the Holiday Inn. So you you book in and you're getting golf vouchers. Really? Right? Free round of golf. So we had a meeting, three-way meeting. We put it together and we're starting it the 1st of June. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So old school, like cross promotion. Yeah. Integrated into a social media campaign and organic social media marketing. And this is what Very we're doing. cool. And yeah. you're bringing your clients together and creating exactly. your own network. Yeah. That's amazing. And who knows what's going to happen between the Holiday Inn and the Willows in their own regard. They might do more business together. They might like start golfing or, or book their staff golf tournament there. Who knows? So See, you really are a connector in the community. Yeah. That, that, so that's a very, very cool strategy. Yeah. It's, but, I'd never, I never just, you, you got to be able to like kind of step out of that, that box. Cause it's very easy f- for us as digital marketers, consultants, yeah. traditional marketing, uh, people to get stuck in that bubble. hundred percent. Yeah. So the more we can step back and kind of look at the big picture as it involves traditional and digital, it's only going to benefit our clients. In the yeah. End. So what's, uh, what, what's on the agenda for you for the year? You're looking through the end of the year, 2023. What's on, what's on tap for Darren Anderson for the rest of the year? Yeah, it's been, like I mentioned to you before we came on, is that we have had an interesting start to 2023, a good start. Um, Ourselves, we even looked at, we even grew um, through the last couple of years uh, through bringing in a, a corporate apparel uh, promotional division. We, uh, I brought in uh, a partnership with on the video production side. And um, so on the video production side, we actually have a recruitment platform for young athletes to do these packages and position them in front of um, recruiters for college applications for scholarships. Very cool. So we've actually done probably close to 20 already in our community from soccer to fastball to hockey. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. Amazing. Yeah. So we found though that they all integrate, of course. So we just did a TED talk series with Canadian mental health association last summer. Yeah. Now we're just launching it into some digital platforms. So there's an awareness and it was, 20 topics with 20 people that had amazing, very uh, deep, very um, intimate stories about what they went through in their life when it comes to mental health, from trauma to uh, anxiety to self-advocacy. And now we're launching these videos through this partnership with the CMHA using our digital platforms. So um, we do have a a mental health initiative and that was when we lost my brother four years ago to suicide, yeah. who was our, uh, his business was promotional and apparel. Right. Um, right. So a lot of interesting things have happened for us through the pandemic and into uh, what the new normal looks like. So our growth is. You really are driven for a sen- through a sense of purpose that, you know, usually, yeah. you know, you know, through you know, your work on the mental health side yeah. and then your community building through your, you know, your roots and sports and the network that you created and bringing people together. It does seem like you have a real sense of purpose in, in the community. Yeah, I've yeah. always loved the fact that I can create these partnerships and I can bring yeah. other people into those partnerships. Um, I like to see um, my work 
the success of my work, even, yeah. whether it's driving on the road and you see a billboard that you design and you use the slogan and, yeah. and built the new brand yeah. and design. And um, I love to see businesses su succeed because I'm I'm a local yeah. guy, even though we have clients yeah. all through Western Canada. Yeah. Um, so watching being a part of that success factor has always been pretty cool for me. Yeah. Um, and again, going back to the network is I've already I've always told young people that I've dealt with and that I've spoken to. Um, you can never put enough great people basically into your pockets. Yeah. Um, and because you're going to need it's them. so true. It's and so true. Building your network is is half the battle. Um, I was very fortunate of where I worked. So when I got into it, I already had a network established. A lot of kids coming out of university, that's that's their biggest detriment is that they're starting from ground level. They don't yeah. have a network. So they're cold calling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which <laughs> I, I am not a cold caller. Um, I, I remember being in business school and, and in university and they would have these networking events. And I didn't even know what it meant to network at the time. And, you know, <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing here? I'm rubbing shoulders with people that I don't know. And, and uh, but I, you're, you're so, uh, you're so right that like being able to build a network through uh, with a focus on really building meaningful connections with people that have similar interests, right? You know, that, I think that is it at, the, at its core, isn't it? Yeah. And I really learned to be um, through that process, Jeff, to be authentic. Yeah. To be real, um, have the tough conversations with businesses um, because at the day, their their best interest is my priority. Um, and that that spins off into into their brand message, into our campaigns that we that we build for them is tell your story, not just what you do, but why you do what you do. Yeah. Bring in some personality. Yeah. Keep it simple. Um, let other people help you with that process. So your network yeah. that you build, like your followers and your loyal customers, they will help you because the platforms are now in place. It's easy for them to help you. Yeah. But just, yeah, make it authentic, make it trusting. And I will always remember my conversations with my mentors is that a lot of times the consumer isn't buying the product that you're offering. They're buying you. They're they're buying into you. Well, I, I was just going to ask you for one takeaway. What is one <laughs> thing that people could take away? But I feel like <laughs> it should probably be that. Yeah, like it's again, the authenticity um, and the, the, the network, the um, being able to just using using that network, using those connections um, and build a strategy. Um, the digital age I found at some point for me, I said, oh, this is easy. Yeah. I just load up my stuff and press submit yeah. and let her rip. I quickly learned it's much more than that. It's, there's the management side, there's the monitoring side, there's the communication back and forth with my client. Here's what, yeah. here's what the good that's happening, here's, here's where we're a little weak in. So you're constantly managing the campaign, whatever, whatever it looks like and whatever the budget is attached to it. Um, it works. It's not built to fail. Yeah. 
And so from, from our side, the leave that I would say from our side and the client side, the business owner side, trust the process, which I know is sometimes very tough to, to, to buy into, yeah. but it's built to work. So if that communication and that authenticity and that trust is in place, um, you're going to have a successful campaign, which means you're going to have a successful business, whatever the campaign strategy is all about. I feel like we could talk about this a long time, <laughs> and I feel like I, I we could talk about all of your different local stories and stories with an, uh, amazing stories that you have with the community leaders and business leaders uh, locally and throughout Western Canada that you know. Um, it's always a pleasure uh, sitting down and having a chat with you. And I hope we can do this again in the in the near future. Um, if people have questions and they want to connect with you, how do they how do they reach you? Yeah, that's uh, they can they can head to our website, which yeah. is amgbranding.ca. Uh, they can contact me via email at Darren D A R R E N at amgbranding.ca, um, or just give me a call at six three nine. Four seven one seven nine two two. Let's talk about your business. And hopefully, throughout the course of the year, I'm, I, I maybe get an invite to one of these exclusive golf groups that you have. <laughs> They're not exclusive. <laughs> and maybe I'll take a risk at embarrassing myself, and we can pick up the conversation. Yeah, um, absolutely. I love to take you out and show you the simple side of the golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been elusive for uh, for almost 30 years, so I'd, uh, I'd love to see the simple side of it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, always a pleasure, man. Uh, thanks for sitting down. Hope we can do this again yeah, in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. All right. So thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Anderson, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. It was a pleasure having my good friend Darren Anderson joining us here live in our studio. Darren emphasizes the importance of building trust and relationships with his clients and vendors. He's able to have long-term clients because he focuses on quality over quantity, and he works closely with his clients to understand their needs and build customized solutions. And by being local, he can provide a unique flavor to his campaigns and create a sense of community with his clients. Darren's success in building partnerships and networks highlights the importance of community building and having a sense of purpose. He uses his platform to address important issues like mental health and sports recruitment, and he integrates them into his digital marketing initiatives. He encourages young people to build their networks and to keep their approach authentic and trusting. Lastly, I love the way that Darren creates synergies between his clients and expanding his network. You know, if you've enjoyed Darren's episode discussing the art of balancing traditional and digital marketing strategies, keep the conversation going and revisit some of our older episodes. Episode 507, How to Think More Profitably as an Agency with Marcel Pettipaw, or Episode 300, Building Trust with Customers with Jim Tracy, or Episode 321, Sales Procurement and Relationship Building with Jens Henschel. Until next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin. Get out there and be awesome, everyone. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Nicole Lozon, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers, Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.